you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to John chapter 1, 1 through 4, and then the 14th verse. John chapter 1, 1 through 4, and the 14th verse. Before I read that, I'm going to read you some scripture. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. Let your word now, Lord, enlighten us. Paul prayed to the Ephesians. And he said that we may have revelation, that we may be enlightened to understand your word. Father God, give us enlightenment and revelation right now. Revelation knowledge to be fed from your word in Jesus' name. In Psalms 138 and verse 2, I will worship toward thy holy temple, this is David talking, and, and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. Now I want you to hear this. For thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. How many of you heard that? Now, God, we know the Word is Jesus Christ. If you have your Bible or you're looking at your phone right now, I want you to take that Bible and I want you to look at it. Because in this Bible right here is the promises of God. Is everything that God promised us from salvation to healing, deliverance, and one day resurrection. The Word. Now listen to what the Bible says. David said, he said that God places His Word above His name. Isaiah said this about the name of the Lord. And then Paul said this about the name of the Lord. He said, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So we know that there is no name above the name of Jesus but yet, it says here in the Psalms, he says, For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. I want you to understand this, above all thy name. Now listen to what Psalms 107 and 20 says. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word and listen to what it says, and healed them. That's past tense. He sent His Word, and He healed them, and delivered them from their destruction, or He delivered them from all of their sin. The Word of God. Listen, this Word has promises in it. If you're saved and you're born again, this Word has promises in it. But if you're not saved and you're not born again, there's not any promise in this book for you except one, and that is, is that you give your heart to the Lord and that you are born again. And then this word opens up to you and it is yours. In First John, I mean in John 1, verses 1 through 4. Now listen to what it says. In the beginning was the word. That's Jesus. And the word was with God. That's the Father. And the Word was God, that's Jesus. Now remember, He sent His Word. 
the word is Jesus. In the same, that's Jesus, was it in the beginning with God, that's the Father. So this shows us that Jesus Christ is deity, Holy Spirit is deity, and the Father is deity, and they work as one. Verse 3, all things were made by Him, Jesus the Word. Without Him was not anything made that was made. So we understand this through that, that Jesus Christ is not only the Word, but He is the Creator of everything that's made. Now verse 4, in Him the Word was life, and that life is eternal life. The Word brings eternal life, and the life, and the life was the light or salvation of men. So now not only does this Word bring us salvation, not only does this Word bring us healing, not only does this Word bring us deliverance, so listen to me, it brings us life. We are alive in Christ Jesus. Now verse 14, and the Word was made flesh. In 1 John, John tells us this, this is what he says, if you will believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, then the Word of God abides in you. And He abides in you, and you abide in Him. What is that? That the Word was made flesh, and it is the human birth. Now listen to what it says. And He dwelt among us. When He dwelt among us, that's His earthly ministry. We beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. God has placed Jesus and the Word on the same plane. There is nothing higher than God's Word. And He has taken His Word and He has taken the name of Jesus and He has placed them on the same plane in the kingdom. This is a simple thing today. The Bible says that if you want to get saved, here's how you get saved. First of all, you repent from your sin. Now I want you to pay attention to me. And I, I, I finally saw this and discovered something. This is sin, and this is God. And so I am, I give my heart to the Lord and I repent. So when I repent, I turn away from sin and I start walking towards the Lord. How many of you get that? So as I start walking towards the Lord, my sin is behind me and now the Word is taking over in me. Every man has a conscience. God allowed every man to be born with a conscience. And that conscience allows us to know good and evil. And men who are not saved understand good and evil. Men who are not saved know they should be a good husband. Men that are not saved know that they should be a good father. Men who are not who are not saved know there's things not to touch. Listen to me, because God give us a conscience. So listen to what happens. They are into every kind of, uh, of, of, of uh, addiction that there is. Men today that need the Lord as their Savior. Men who do not want to be fathers. Men who do not want to be husbands. Men who do not want to take care of the things that God has given them from the foundation of the world because they're in sin. And then one day they find Christ as their personal Savior through repentance. And when they find Christ through, their, through repentance, 
they turn around and guess what they do? When they turn around, they instantly give up those things they know are sin. The Word tells us what sin is. So repent, we repent and then we have this new renewing of our mind that needs to be renewed. My mind can only be renewed as I walk towards God. So I start to walk towards God. I place my sin behind me. And so what I've done now, I've repented and I've asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. And then I have confessed with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And now I believe in my heart that God raised Him from the dead. I've repented of my sin. They're behind me. And now I'm walking forward in the Lord. And so what's the Word all about? Now that Word is going to bring me into the maturity of a weos son. A weos son is a full mature son in the Lord Jesus Christ. My sin is behind me. I've repented in my brain. It's called repentance. I have received Jesus as my personal Savior. Now I'm walking towards God. That's what it's all about. I want you to pay attention to something. I read a book that was written in 1955 by a Nazarene preacher. Listen to what this Nazarene preacher says. He said, he said, there is a day coming. In his day, abortion was illegal. Homosexuality stayed in the closet and wasn't flaunted before the whole world. Drugs were illegal. He's in the book here. If a young man got his girlfriend in the family way, he married her. And most of the time they stayed together called holy matrimony. Men and women did not sleep together because they were looking for God. In his day, when a man got saved, he instantly turned around because he had repented from his sin. Tom Heath gives the testimony of he went out one day, an old man, and he came in one day, a new man, and his wife didn't know if she wanted to live with the new man because he had changed so drastically. When God comes into your heart, instantly there's things that start taking place because your conscience has already told you their sin, and now God has revealed to you their sin, and they lay them down. In this Nazarene minister's day, listen to what he said. He said, one day evolution's going to take over. He said, one day humanism's going to take over. He said, one day secularism is going to take over. And one day atheism is going to take over. And it's going to infiltrate the church. And he said this. He said, men who go to church will stop believing that God is able to do. He said, they'll stop believing that God is able to save, that God could heal, that God can deliver. And he said, they'll have their doubts about the resurrection. Man, he didn't even know what he was talking about, but we're in that day today. See, God has placed Jesus and this Word on the same plane, or what David said. He said he magnified his Word and he placed it above his name. God says that Jesus has the name that's above every name. God's Word in John chapter 3 and verse 16 and verse 17. Jesus gives us eternal life through salvation and he doesn't give us judgment. I want everybody to hear that. Is he the judge? He is the judge, and he will be the ultimate judge. 
But listen, right now, He wants you to give your heart and life to Him. Listen, right now, if you're sick, He said, I can heal you. He is the God that healeth thee. Listen, right now, if addictions have a hold of you, He's saying, I can deliver you from those addictions. And there's a resurrection coming that you're going to be able to live with me for the rest of your life. Listen to what God's Word said in, in John chapter 3 and verse 16. He said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We like that. But listen to verse 17. He said, Jesus did not come, He said, to judge the world, that the world through Him might be saved. Listen, He just wants to save us. He just wants to heal us. He just wants us filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can walk in power. Listen to what God's Word says in Exodus 15 and 26. And sometimes we don't like going over to the Old Testament, but we're going there. If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in His sight, and will give ear to His commandments, and keep all His statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. He said, I am Jehovah Rapha. Now I want you to listen to what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 13 through 16. I'm going to paraphrase it. But like the Holy One who called you, that's Jesus, be holy yourself in all behavior because it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. When Jesus saved you, man, you became holy. When Jesus saved you and covered you by the blood of the Lamb, you became perfect. The devil doesn't want you to know that. He purified you and he made you perfect in the sight of God. Listen to what he did when he made you perfect in the sight of God. He said, now I'm giving you access right into my throne room. He said, and when you come into my throne room, I want you to come with boldness and I want you to come with confidence. He said, because I have given you my word and my word and my promises will stand through the eons of time. He said, so because of my word to you, and I am not a man that I can lie, he said, because of my word to you, he said, you can come with boldness and confidence into my throne room, and he said, I will grant to you whatever you ask. Jesus died on the cross that we might have redemption of sin. We can have a relationship with the Father and have eternal life by believing Jesus Christ is the Son of God. See, people don't mind it talking about God, but that name Jesus brings trouble. And it brings trouble to the devil. The devil hates it when you call on Jesus. The devil doesn't mind so much that you call on God because, listen, there's all kinds of gods out there. You know, the, the Muslims call on their God. The Indians call on their God. Everybody calls on God. But listen to me. By believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of Jehovah God, Yahweh. Listen, Jesus died on the cross that we might have redemption and be saved from our sin. Let me tell you about Abraham. Romans in chapter 4, verses 18 through 20, talks to us about Abraham. Now, listen to what it said. And Abraham faced the fact that he was dead and Sarah's womb was closed. 
He faced the fact. He looked at the facts of physical self. I'm old, and she's old, and her womb is dead. Now listen to what he's going, he's going to do. But the word said, but the word said to Abraham, and Abraham by faith said the word is greater than my body. The word is greater than her body. The word, God, that you give me, you promised, and you are not a man that you can lie, so you cannot go back on your word. Listen, here's what I want you to understand. Face the fact about your marriage, your relationship. Maybe it's dead. Face the fact about your body. Maybe it has disease in it. Face the facts about your finances. You weren't good at it, and they're dead. Face the fact. Abraham had to face the fact that he was a dead man in the sight of the world and that Sarah's womb could not be opened. But he faced this other fact. The word said this, Abraham had faith to believe the word. The word. Listen, the word says that your marriage is not dead. The word says that your body is not dead. Your word says that your finances will come alive. Listen, I'm going to face the fact that I had a, a heart surgery. I got a new aortic valve, three new arteries, and every now and then that pain hit me. And I do this. I say, in the name of Jesus, by your stripes, you already healed me. I'll tell you something. My wife has a hard time uh, uh, sleeping. My, my wife is a snorer. And I tell you, she has a hard time at night. And we was laying there about a week ago or so, and I got tired of her having to struggle that way. And I thought, there's nothing I can do about it. Then all of a sudden I decided, there is something that I can do about it. And she was laying there, and I took a hold of her hand. And while she was sleeping and snoring, I said, in the name of Jesus, you are, have been healed from this thing. You are already healed from this thing. And this shall not bind your body anymore. And she quit snoring. Right there. And then last night she started snoring again. And I took her hand and I said, God, your word says she's saved. She is born again. And she has been healed by your stripes. And listen to me, she quit snoring. Then I'm selfish. I got to go to sleep. You can chuckle. Abraham faced it back. Here's what I think you need to do. I think you need to tell that old devil, just like Jesus did. It is written, and the Word says. It is written, and the Word says. Listen to what the Word says. The Word says if two, of you, two or three of you agree on anything, He said, I'm there and I'll answer for you. That's the Word. Jesus said, by the stripes that I took for you, that you're healed. Now, I know these insurance people out here. I chide them about it. They got insurance for everything. They got insurance for health, and then they got a cancer insurance. I couldn't figure that one out. But they got that. They got insurance for life. If it, I don't know why they call it life insurance. You got to be dead to collect on it. So they got dead insurance. They got all kinds of insurance. Got insurance on your car. God's got one insurance. And it's his word. Listen to this. If you have faith 
to be saved, then that same faith will heal you. If you have faith to be saved, then that same faith will deliver you. If you have faith to be saved, then let me tell you something. A new man took place and, he, and the old man was resurrected from the dead. I love it two ways because in my body, I've been resurrected. And when I lay my, my, this natural body down, when this old tent is dissolved and, and, and it, it decays, I am going to be lifted up and go to heaven and I'll have eternal life with the Lord waiting that day for the resurrection when this old body shall be brought up out of the ground. It used to be in churches when you start talking about the resurrection, People used to shout and they used to dance and they used to clap all over the place. We don't do that so much anymore because most of us don't even really believe in the resurrection. But there's a re resurrection of the dead. And my friend, listen to me. There's heaven to gain and hell to shun. How many of you understand that? But you are a living being and you will not die. Either you are going to live with the Lord through salvation or you are going to hell because you have turned Him down. Listen, my friend, there is salvation in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus according to His Word. Listen to this. My marriage is saved. I'm healed. And my finances are turning around right now. I prayed this with Tom. He's been my prayer partner for 21 years. And we prayed this. And I want you to start praying this way. All my children are saved. You say, but my children aren't saved. I understand they're not saved. But start to look at it and say, all my children in the name of Jesus are saved. I started to pray that over my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. I pray it over my children. I pray it over my home. I pray it over this church. Listen, here's what I pray. I pray that we have already stepped into revival and that God is going to do something amazing and great and all we need to do is just wait for it. Listen to what Isaiah said. Isaiah said, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. There is no weapon formed against me that shall prosper. I am a child of God. I am one of His children. He only has good for me and not evil. And I think that's a great thing. We see God. We Listen, quit seeing God like you see your, your earthly father if He wasn't a good father. See, God is your, your heavenly Father who loves you. You know, the Spirit, the Lord said in His Word, I want you to listen to what He said. He said, My Spirit shall not always strive with man. And sometimes we think that that's the blessing of God and He's on us. But listen to what strive means. If I'm striving with you, then I'm fighting with you. I'm coming against you. And listen to what God said when He said, My spirit shall not always strive with me. And listen to what He's saying. I, there's coming a day when I'm not going to fight for you. Well, people don't let that day happen. There's coming a day when I'm not going to fight for you. Do you understand? God loves you. He loves me. And He's fighting for us right now. In Romans chapter 4 and verse 19, this is Abraham. Without becoming weak in his faith, he contemplated or he faced the facts. His own body was dead. Sarah's was dead. But listen to this in verse 20. Yet with respect to the promise, with respect to the word, with respect to that word, my children are saved. With respect to that word, my grandchildren are saved. With respect to this word, faith in this word, you are saved. Listen, I want you to understand 
that God sees the end back to the beginning. Isaiah says that in 46.10. He said God sees the end. If God sees the end then, then I'm going to pray for the end. And in the end, my family is going to be saved. People who come to this church are going to be in revival. I was, I was reading out of Revelation. And I came to the church of Ephesus. Bill, would you take my coat? Or it's hot out here. Wow. I was reading Revelation. Now I'm Mr. Black instead of Mr. Gray. The coat made me Mr. Gray. Okay, I can't see if you're laughing or not. But I was reading Revelation. And I came to where Jesus was talking about the church of Ephesus. And he said to the church of Ephesus, he said, you're doing everything right. He said, but I have one thing against you. He said, you have left your first love. He said, repent and return to your first love. I was reading that and all of a sudden, the Lord brought to my attention when I first started preaching the gospel. And I, I was a terrible preacher. I'm not a good preacher now. There's a lot of people better than me that preaches. I'm, but back then, I was really a bad preacher. And if my wife ever wanted to get even with me, all she had to do was put one of them tapes in. And I'd say, turn it off, turn it off. But here's what the Lord did. My dad was preaching at a little church in Durban, Missouri. And a woman came up to be healed and she was sitting on the altar. And she had two cancers on her face that were oozing. And my dad laid hands on her and he said, be healed. That's all, be healed. And those cancers fell to the floor. I saw it, my wife saw it. And I looked at that and I said, Lord, that's what I want. I want to be able to say in the name of Jesus, be healed and cancer has to fall off. I want to be able to say in the name of Jesus, the diabetic is healed. I want to be able to say those things. I want you to hear me. And I said, what, Lord? He said, when you started preaching, he said, I placed an anointing on you. I said, yes, Lord. He said, you don't walk in that anointing anymore. He said, I want you to go back to the anointing that says that I am able to save. Not only am I able to save, but I'm able to heal. I'm able to deliver. Tell those people there is a resurrection. And you know what? I saw that and I repented of my sin. And if you need prayer this morning, we're going to pray for you. Because He is God that healeth thee. If you aren't saved this, this morning, tell us. We will lead you to the Lord. Yet without respect to the promise of God, the Word, He did not waver Abraham in unbelief. But listen to this. Grew strong in faith. Grew strong in the Word. Giving glory to God. So He gave glory to God before the promise is even come to fruition. Hey, what would happen even if your truck's right now, even in your car's right now, or you that's looking on Facebook, what would happen if you start giving God glory right now for the promises that He's given you? Hey, Tom, what about shame? If we just start giving God glory right now that He's saved. You know, my granddaughters have been texting me, and I'm telling them, give their hearts to the Lord because they're saved. Listen, He did not waver but grew strong. This is the best one. 
being fully assured. That word insured means empowered. How many of you know when you got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, you're empowered? After that, the Holy Ghost, Acts 1-8, after that, the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall receive power to be my witnesses. Listen, do you understand that God empowered you to speak those words and stand in faith and He would perform them? And Abraham in the Old Covenant understood faith in God because he was saved by grace the same way we are, being fully assured or empowered that what he had promised, the Word, about his son uh, Isaac, he was able to perform. He's able to perform. She's not pregnant yet. She's an old woman. Her her womb is 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 barren, and he is a dead man before the world. But he held on to the word. He said this. He said, "Wait a minute. I I'm going to have a son." And so, without wavering, he faced the facts. He said, "Yeah, I'm dead." He said, "Yeah, my wife." Is, is beyond the age of bearing a son. But the Word of God said, we're going to have a son. And through that seed, it's going to be countless as the stars and the sands of the sea. And He said, so we'll hold on in faith. God, through His Word, has empowered us. He empowered you and He empowered me to believe, to repent, to turn towards God. If you haven't done that today, you need to. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, that's not for the sinner. That's for the church. That's for those who are saved. Now, I want you to hear something today. In our churches, we're confessing sin. We're not repenting from sin. Why don't we see people change from the old to the new? Because we're confessing sin. We're not repenting from sin. We confess from sin, but that doesn't change anything. Makes our heart feel okay for a while, but the devil comes back. And when he comes back, he comes back with the vengeance. But when we repent with godly sorrow because we've sinned against the Christ and we've sinned against the Father, we've sinned against the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to bring you to a godly sorrow. And when you have that godly sorrow, listen to what happens. You want Jesus Christ to come into your heart and be your Savior. And so you say, Lord, I repent. And when you repent, you turn from those wicked ways. Listen to me. Turn from the alcohol instantly. Turn from the addiction instantly. Turn from, from that rage and that malice. The Bible says the things that grieve the Holy Spirit is malice, is rage, and is anger. Those things are what grieve the Holy Spirit. God says turn away from those things. If you'll turn away from those things, God's going to come on the scene and He's going to change everything in your life. God has empowered me through the Word to believe that I'm saved. God has empowered me through the Word to believe that I'm healed. God has empowered me through His Word to believe I'm delivered from whatever has me bound. And I believe that God through His Word says this, that I am raised in resurrection. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says this, it says that we have died we have come into the Lord, and He says this, Behold, we are a new creation. I'm a new creation, which means I was resurrected from the old into the new. Here on earth, one day I'm going to pass away if Jesus doesn't come first. Been close to that twice. When I pass away, I'm going to be with the Lord. My soul and my spirit's going to raise up to go to the Lord. And then the Lord's going to come back in the rapture and He's going to blow that trumpet. He's going to have the angel of God blow that trumpet. 
and the dead in Christ shall rise first. That's resurrection. And we who are alive and remain shall be called away to meet the Lord in the air. Listen to me. I want you to understand something. God has a plan for us. Come to an end of this message. Not only did Christ, the Son of God, save us and healed us, but listen, and deliver us, but the Word says that Jesus came and delivered them from all their destruction. David said He came and delivered them from all their destruction. I'd like to see the statistics on how many Christians, people of faith, have died from the COVID-19. There's a lot of people out there with it, but I believe that we as Christians, God can put us in the land of Goshen. And I want you to understand this. I'm living in a land that has promise. I'm a sojourner in this land. If you're a Christian, you're a sojourner in this land. But God has brought me in to be an ambassador. The Bible says we're ambassadors of Christ. Let me tell you about an ambassador in the United States that goes to Uganda. Uganda is one of the poorest and unsanitary places in the whole world. But the ambassador from the United States that is in Uganda don't live like they do. He lives in a mansion. He's the ambassador. The United States pays his way. The United States takes care of everything that that man does. He's the ambassador. Listen to me, my friend. I'm an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ, and so are you. Listen, we don't get the things from the earth. We get our things from God. And what do we get from the Lord? He's our rock. Listen to what, what the Word says. They, they, they prevented me. This is Psalms 18 and 19. They prevented me or they confronted me in the day of calamity. But the Lord was my mainstay. He brought me forth also into a large place and delivered me because He delights in me. That word deliver means rescue. Listen to me. He rescued me. Why did He rescue you? Because He loves you. He loves every single person, whether they're saved or whether they're not saved. He loves every single person. This is going to be hard for you. But God don't love you any more than He loves the sinner. He died for all men. It would be that the Lord would have all men to come to repentance. How many of you know that? He loved all men. He's not going to delight when men go to hell. There's no delight in that. Listen to what? His delight is in you because you believe the Word. His delight is in you because you took the Word and you put it in your heart. His delight is in you and so He rescued you from yourself. How many of you know He rescued me from myself? He rescues you from yourself. He rescued me in front of everybody. I like this. He, he rescued you in front of everybody, especially the devil. He rescued you in front of the devil. And the devil hated that because he thought he had you. Listen about God. David said, God is my rock. He is my fortified city. He said, God is my standard in which I live by. I want you to know God is our rock. He is our fortified city. God is our standard in which we live by. And what is that? It's His Word. And the Word was made manifest. And it dwelt among us. Who was that? The Lord Jesus Christ. They said to Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? And Jesus said, pray this way. 
Thy kingdom come. He said, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now listen to this. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right now, on earth, my life, your life. But he, he, he doesn't stop there. He said, give us this day our daily bread. God wants to prosper us. God wants to heal us. How do we know He wants to heal us? Because listen to this. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. The, the, par, the, the man who was paralyzed on, on the uh, pallet. Jesus goes over and says, Thy sins be forgiven thee. Arise and walk. And the Pharisees reasoned among themselves and said, Who is this man who can forgive sin? Jesus reasoned within himself what they were saying. And listen to what Jesus then said. He said, What difference does it make if I say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or be thou made whole and be healed? He said it's all the same thing. In James chapter 5 and verse 14, Any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let the elders anoint with oil and offer up the prayer of faith. Listen to what it says. It says the sick shall be healed, but listen to what it says. And if they have committed sin, what? They shall be forgiven. The Lord wants us to be saved from sin. How He said, forgive our sin as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Because it is hard to forgive people if you don't feel forgiven yourself. So let me recap this. Jesus has saved me. He gave me eternal life. If you have eternal life this morning, I want you to stick your arm out the window or up through the top of your roof and start to wave. You're saved. Boy, the devil hates that. Woo, keep on waving. The devil hates that. <laughs> See, all of us waving. The devil hates that. All right. If you believe that when you got saved, sozo salvation, that's the same faith that healed you. If you believe that, I want you to raise your hands. I want you to raise your hands. Devil hates that. Because this is called revival. If you believe that Jesus has delivered you, listen, I want you to take your hand and I want you to raise it. And I want you to go this way. Sin don't bind you no more. And listen to my friend. If you believe in the resurrection of our Lord, I want you to wave your hand. If you believe that one day you're going to be resurrected just as Christ was, wave your hand and start honking your horns for the glory of God. devil hates that. Let's bow our heads. My, it's good to see you all. I'm praying that next week we're inside. Because I believe they're going to start opening up the country. I believe that. I can't wait till we get inside. But I love this fellowship too. Man, I, I, I wish there were cars on the highway that were stopped. Because it shows the faith that you have to want to hear the Word of God. Let's pray. Father God, you are in heaven. So Father, we, we, we bless your hallowed name. 
And we say, your kingdom come right now in these cars, on this ground, in our, our lives, in our homes. Thy kingdom come. Because there's nothing lacking in your kingdom. Not a thing lacking in your kingdom. Nothing is lacking in your kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on this earth right now as it is in heaven. Forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation or deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen.